I just send myself down this spiral path pathway that all I end up doing is thinking of all the negatives, thinking of um, the negatives in my own life, what, whether they're real or not. Welcome to Summer for Sea Experience. In this show, we'll be covering everything a new entrepreneur needs to know to set up their business and how you can grow and scale your business in the shortest possible time. If you have a question in mind, go to salmonforsea.co slash ask and submit your question. We might answer it in the next episode. Let's begin our today's episode. Victor Moscone is an entrepreneur and a PhD psychology candidate researching the influence of imposter phenomenon on help seeking. Victor is the founder of Imposter Solution Coach, specialized in helping women and non-binary entrepreneurs and leaders replace their imposter thoughts with self-appreciation and empowerment. Today we're going to cover a very important topic, imposter syndrome. Today our guest is Victor Mosconi. How are you doing today? How are you I'm feeling I'm doing very today? good. I'm feeling okay. good today. Thank you. <laughs> so before we start, uh, today I plan to talk about imposter syndrome. So before you jump into our today's conversation, uh, for a listener who don't know about you, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you start it? Um, okay, so um, I, I am a coach um, on mindset. Um, working with um, others, helping them to overcome their imposter syndrome and their feelings of self-doubt um, and helping them to build up their own um, feelings of self-appreciation and self-approval. So this way they can actually um, really kind of appreciate what they do and see their own achievements for what they are, as opposed to constantly looking for outside approval. Um, it's been something that's been connected to my life for a long time. I've experienced imposter syndrome for most of my life, but didn't realize it until much um, later. And um, through that process of understanding and recognizing my own fears, my own self-doubt, my own aspects of always looking towards somebody else for approval, um, I started connecting more to my um, own self-appreciation and realizing that a lot of the things that I've achieved um, are because of me and it wasn't because of luck um, or chance. And so I started connecting and, and realizing that, okay, if I feel this way, there are definitely others that do as well. And other entrepreneurs, um, other leaders that will actually hide this fact. And yet if they're able to kind of connect with it and understand it, it they can actually overcome it and be able to really kind of develop their own skills in a, in a stronger way. What does it feel like to have an imposter syndrome? What does it feel like? Um, you're constantly on edge. You're always anxious. You're often feeling like you are putting up a mask and you're kind of faking it um, where, hey, you're trying to make everything look really good. You're trying to make it seem like you know what you're doing. But inside, you're constantly having this fear and anxiety that you don't really know what you're doing. Everybody else is better than you. And that at some point, 
somebody's going to recognize it or finally step up and say, yeah, you know what? We've noticed you just really don't belong. You aren't as good as the rest of us. And it's going to just confirm everything that you believe about yourself, even though those thoughts are completely incorrect. Um, but it's that mindset and that thought process that it's, it, you're just not good enough and everybody else is. And so it's this, you're constantly stressed you're overthinking, you're overworking to compensate for all of that um, and constantly hiding everything about who you are because you don't feel like you're good enough. So uh, I can't be me. I'm not going to express myself. I got to make sure everybody sees what they want to. How did you identify that you have in imposter syndrome? Um, okay, so at a point in my life where I actually had gotten to this point where I felt like, okay, I wasn't good enough. How come I'm never good enough? Why did I always feel like I could never do good enough and that everybody else always was? And yet in the back of my head, I was also thinking, this can't be how life is supposed to be. This can't be normal, you know, in that process of thinking. It's like, this is what, you know, how you're supposed to feel all the time. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. So I ended up going to a therapist and in the process of speaking with the therapist and understanding more of my own, like my own personal history and background. And it started to come out um, to the point where she was starting to bring out ideas of like, okay, well, you're always looking for approval. You're going through this to understand, you know, um, connect with others. And at the same time, I'm working on, um, my um, a master's degree and doing other research on leadership te techniques, leadership um, coaching. And as I'm doing my own research and connecting with my therapist, um, these the concept of imposter syndrome came in and, and I looked at it and I thought, oh, wait, that's what my therapist is talking about. Even though she never used that terminology, the concepts all linked over and going through and understanding it all, I realized oh, wow, that's been what I've been suffering with um, and ex experiencing all this time and why my own mindset has always been basically preventing me from, from really taking those bigger steps because um, I push myself to, to push things. But at the same time, I never really thought, yeah, I was worthy of it or that I was going to succeed. Or even if I did, eh, it's probably not going to go any farther because, you know, I'm just not good enough for it. That's interesting. Uh, what if you didn't find, you didn't read about that, impo imp about imposter syndrome? Would you ever be able to find that? Um, yes, only because I had already been going through some stuff with my therapist um, in that aspect of learning to connect more with my own self-appreciation um, and um, understanding that I was the one that was... Um, the maker of my own success for, for lack of another way of saying it. So even if I never came across that terminology, the basic concepts, the basic understanding and underlying um, aspects of what imposter syndrome is about, I still would have connected to just because of what I was going through at the time and what I was actually working on for myself on learning how to overcome it, learning how to um, appreciate who I was and understanding what my 
own values were compared to, you know, looking at everybody else. That's great. How did you overcome it? How did I work on it? Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> I wish I could say it was like, well, I just did this one thing and boom, it was all done. It's been a work in progress for a while because it, that's just it. It's unlike if you have an imposter syndrome where it's, you know, you get a new job, you have a new opportunity. Um, you often feel like, wow, I'm not really sure if I'm good enough for this. I don't know if I'm in the right position for it. But normally after a few weeks or months, you kind of start getting a feel, you understand what's going on. And a lot of those feelings fade away. But when you've lived with this for most of your life, in essence, um, it becomes really ingrained into how you see yourself, how you think, where you've got to really kind of start back from scratch and start looking at some basic things. And some aspects were me going through um, and writing down, what did I, what have I achieved in my life so far? And it wasn't just that because it's easy to then just dismiss it. Like, well, yeah, okay, let's say I got this degree, but you know, it was by luck. It was the professor gave it to me or I got this job promotion, same thing. You know, the other candidates must've dropped out. You can always justify it. So I had to go back through and not just say what my achievements were, but what did I do? What time, effort, energy, knowledge, work did I put into achieving them? So I could visually start seeing and recognizing, whoa, wait, that was me even though maybe I made mistakes with it, but I mean, like I'm the one that put into it. Um, then it would be those next steps of looking at even my own self, my qualities, like what are qualities that I like about me? What are qualities that I feel connect with others or have had, had a positive impact in my life? And again, recognizing those qualities for what they are and not dismissing them, not just saying, oh yeah, but I mean, everybody else has those qualities too. So it's no big deal, but looking at them for, me personally and going, okay, well, yeah, but these have actually been something really good for me. It's helped me to be who I am. It's helped me to get to where I want to be or where I am or how it helps me to interact with others. Uh, so it was different steps of that nature, even visually. I mean, there were things where when you suffer with imposter syndrome, easily you can not even like your own appearance because you don't think you're as good. You don't look as good as everybody else. And you have to get to this point where you go, okay, wait, start seeing what are little things that I like about myself visually, physically, and start realizing, oh, no, okay, I like that. And maybe it's not everything at first. And it's a matter of going, just not even comparing, but just saying, oh, I like this about me. I like that about me. And again, it's a slow process because you could do it one day and feel like, okay, yeah, this is good. I'm making progress. But then the next day, your imposter syndrome kicks right back in and you just have those thoughts again. And you've got to kind of reconnect with those ideas and go, okay, no, wait. All right. Oh, I, I, I know I can do this job because I've succeeded before, because I've worked through it, because I've been able to figure out the steps. And it's it's a constant re re reflective process that you kind of, I go through to, to help me keep myself um, going forward and, and keeping my imposter thoughts um, controlled, basically. Now I'm feeling like maybe I have imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's, and 
It's not uncommon for most people to do so. But like I said, many people will have it at a smaller, smaller range, usually when it's them changing a job um, or when they're getting into a new opportunity. There are others that definitely do have it, but they don't recognize it or don't think that they do because, again, your mind is always elsewhere because you're constantly trying to mm, compare, combat your thoughts on everything else that else is going on. So you don't really recognize it. But, you know, Go through those steps. Recognize the greatness that is in you. That's what you got to do. Yeah. One thing I do often is like, after finishing something, after doing something, I maybe seek others' approval. Is it good or bad? Yeah, those things. Which is okay to do. Because you can, you're looking for, because, you know, as we work on something, sometimes we're like, you know, is there something I'm missing? Is there something I'm not seeing? So asking for others' opinion is what you want to do. You want to see, well, what are they saying? You know, do they like it? Do they not like it? But don't just stop there. If they don't like something, it would be to take it to the next step and say, okay, well, why? What is it you're seeing? Because it'll help you to um, see something in a better way. But that's the next part is you also have to look at it and go, okay, but am I happy with it? Do I still like it? Even if, yes, I can make these tweaks, I can make an adjustment, I can make corrections. Am I still happy with what I've accomplished and succeeded on at this point? Um, and that's what is really big. It has to come back to you as that center point. Seeking others' approval is always great because you get a feedback and opinions, but you also have to remember at the end of the day, it's you that has to be happy with what you're working on. Yeah. In the pre-podcast form, you have mentioned that imposter syndrome restricted your self-appreciation and growth. How? Wait, say that one more time. Uh, in the pre-podcast form, you have mentioned that uh, imposter syndrome restricted your self-appreciation and growth. Oh, okay. Okay. Got you. Um, well, the first part of it with my self-appreciation was that constant mental struggle and, and combat basically where I never saw that I was good enough, no matter what I did, whether um, it was something at work, I could write up something, create something, but all I would see would be the flaws and I wouldn't see it for the, the, finished product that it was. And with that same point, I wouldn't see my own qualities of how I can think, how I can create, what I can write up. Um, I always would compare it with somebody else. So I would look at anybody else that I'm working with colleagues and I could see them and I go, well, yeah, but they would write it better than I would. Oh yeah, but they would be more creative than I would. And it could even be a new hire could come in and I would already look at them as being better than I am. Why? Well, they've got the new knowledge, you know, whatever they've just finished their training, they understand something better probably than I would. So I never even truly paused to reflect and see my own qualities and recognize what I could truly do or, or just the, the quality of what I can put into my own work as it is. With that, it restricted my growth because I was questioning everything I would do. And instead of being able to 
let's say, take bigger steps on bigger projects or uh, put myself out there trying to uh, start new um, opportunities, I would always go, yeah, no, you know, I'm not going to be good enough for that. Or they're going to be able to do it better than I can. Or, you know what? Yeah, I should probably just stop where I am because it's just not going to happen. You know, and I would sit and wait. And it was almost like, you know, if somebody else would just tell me I could do this or I'm good enough, okay, then I'd do it. I'd still end up having the doubts afterwards, but that was constantly, I was always waiting for somebody else to basically come along and say, Hey, we think you'd really be great for this opportunity. Mm -hmm. So let's go. And yet, because I was waiting for somebody else and waiting and seeking somebody else's approval, I just kind of restricted my own growth. It was like, I never took steps to do other things that I really might've been able to, because I was just fearful that I was never good enough. And I was waiting for somebody else to tell me I was good enough. Awesome. What have you learned from your imposter syndrome experience? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I have learned that when I compare myself with others, I automatically take myself out of any opportunities because I you know, even with social media, you can easily look on social media and I could look at them and go, oh, man, they seem to have it all together. Wow. Why isn't my life like that? How come I couldn't be like them? What am I not doing right that they are? And when I do that, I've learned that I just send myself down this spiral pathway that all I end up doing is thinking of all the negatives, thinking of um, the negatives in my own life, what, whether they're real or not but also creating additional negatives. And then again, it's that connection of, and then not appreciating what I have and not appreciating where I'm going in my life, as opposed to, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, you should just appreciate what you have. And it kind of like stops there, but it's not just that. It's like, well, where am I going? Where am I growing? How am I growing? And um, finally learning about my imposter syndrome, I started to realize yeah, I would do it to myself because I would compare and then I would just create this wall of negativity that prevented me from seeing anything of good quality of me. Um, and that was eye-opening um, because I didn't realize I, I was doing that. And, and again, it's so easy to get pulled into it, but when you don't recognize it, it's just, I don't know. It's just It's just one of those things where you just kind of, go down that path with blinders on. So that was something that I learned, um, you know, through imposter syndrome and learned about it. Um, The other was um, understanding that I put a lot of effort into what I do. And when I started to finally recognize it, and again, my imposter syndrome would definitely just push that off to the side and tell me, 
oh, I got lucky. Oh, it was by chance. Oh, somebody else felt sorry for me. And by learning about my imposter syndrome, I realized to start reflecting on what I do and appreciating them. Here's the other thing too, is connecting with that is I would... I would basically dismiss any of my successes. Um, and even after I've, uh, let's say, accomplished, whether it was a project or a degree, instead of going, yes, I did it. I put all this work into it. It was great. I'd go, okay, well, I got it. It's done. Time to move on. And so I'm already focused on the next thing because at the end of the day of that accomplishment, I didn't have any self-satisfaction. I didn't have anything where I felt like, yeah, I did it. It was great. I feel so good. It was more of like, oh, oh, well, okay, well, I guess if I don't have any self-satisfaction, I don't feel really great. Obviously, I haven't achieved what I need to yet to be worthy, to be good enough, and to basically show everybody else. Um, finally, realizing that, I started to celebrate my accomplishments, small, big, doesn't really matter. And it was one of those where I started to feel, I felt better about myself because I was like, hey, I did this. I mean, even if it was like, um, you know, writing up, like currently, let's say writing up a blog post or something, it's like a write up a really big blog post and it would just be a small accomplishment where I could go, you know what? I like that. You know, I'm good. Um, I'm going to go get myself a yeah. coffee drink just to celebrate. And again, that's a small thing. And yet to do so, it was like, a big step because I started to recognize what I'm doing and appreciating it. Absolutely. Celebrating small things, important. It's very, very important. What do you think is, is social media uh, is, what is the effect of social media uh, in in terms of creating imposter syndrome. Oh, that's <laughs> the first thing you do when you're going on social media is you're looking at everybody and you're seeing what they're wearing, what they have, where they're at, where they're eating. And already it becomes this aspect of being envious, maybe jealousy, starting to literally look at your life, comparing it, being disappointed in yourself, feeling like you're not good enough. So it can easily bring this huge wave of um, negativity to yourself because all you do is see what others have. And again, it's just out of a picture or a short video, you know, it could be a 15 second, 30 second video clip of somebody of where they're going and without any other context. Yet when we see that this flood of negativity can just be impactful for imposter syndrome and just, you know, it, it totally increased the levels of your imposter syndrome because all you're doing is now thinking, wow, Look at where I'm at. Oh, I'm sitting in my bedroom. This person's sitting in a Paris cafe with, you know, cool people around them. They're eating great food and look yeah. how they're dressed and I'm not. And yet you have no idea what's going on in that picture. Besides, yes, they're taking a picture and they're there, but it could be rented clothing. It could be other people they don't know. It's not like it's their friends. It could be done for just the fakeness of it. Like somebody wants to show off how their life is, but it's not. Um, and yet 
we don't take any of that into context when we think about it. We just see them. And at the same time, we don't know what's else going on in their life, but we never think about that. We don't think about any of their other struggles or experiences. And then with that same part, we're not thinking about ours. They're going, okay, you know what? That's all my goal. That's one of my plans that I want to do. I'm not there yet, but am I working towards it? Yes, I'm working towards it. I'm working hard. I'm building stuff up. I'm going to make it. I can't wait for that opportunity. We just dismiss that and go, wow, I suck. I'm just not good enough. How come all these people are better than I am? And that's where social media will just create such a negative landscape for so many people um, because you just hit that comparison mark right off the bat. Is there any way we can stop comparing? So whatever we see, we start comparing it to everything. Yes. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and it's the first thing we do too. Yeah. Um, you, I don't know if we could ever stop actually fully comparing because I think sometimes that becomes just a very natural instinct to just boom, it does. But if you can recognize you're doing it shortly after it kicks in, you can kind of backtrack quickly and go, okay, wait, 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 wait. It's like, and look at it for the picture that it is. And let's go back to that picture in Paris, for instance. Instead of comparing your life, you can go, wow, that's really a cool picture. I love the picture, love where they're at. I got to remember going to go there at some point when I get the opportunity or just going, hey, you know what? Good luck for, you know, that's awesome for them that they have that opportunity. But that's where it stops too, because you don't look at it as a detriment to your own life or your own situation, knowing that, well, Okay, I may not be sitting in a Paris cafe, but I'm working on other stuff. I'm building my life. I'm growing in my path. And that's what you have to do is you have to basically spin that back to you and go, okay, yeah, but what am I doing? Am I, am I sitting on the couch day after day, eating a bag of chips, watching TV, doing nothing else and looking at everybody else going, wow, how come my life's not like that? which you probably aren't, um, or is that, hey, I've got my own things, my own goals, my own plan to work on, and that's what I'm doing. And even still, if it's that point of like, wow, why am I not there? Okay, use that as an introspective part and go, hmm, okay, I want to be there. I want to go to Paris. How am I going to make that happen? And start creating goals for it. But again, you're spinning it back to you. So you, you're breaking that comparison pattern by taking it and reflecting back on your own life, the good qualities, the um, positive aspects, and even where you're at and what you want to do with it. But it's, it's something you have to constantly do because yeah, I can hop on a social media and I can immediately, even after everything I've been going through and knowing that I can appreciate myself, I hop on and I'll look at something and I can feel a wave of comparison. I'm like, Whoa, no, yeah. hold it. <laughs> It's like, good for them. I'm still working yeah. on my stuff. And yep, my goal is to do that. Absolutely. Especially I would say Instagram. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's so easy to see. It's like just bombarded with images. And it's like, yeah, I'm not there. No, it's not me. God, why come there? Look at the clothing. Look at where they're at. Look at what they have. And it's like picture after picture after picture. It's like, whoa, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. Is uh, imposter syndrome good or bad? Uh, for some people, it's like they have changed their life. Or it's, a, it's, a, it's their blessings to have them. So how can we make uh, imposter syndrome as a good thing 
Okay. So to answer the first question, it's really going to depend on how it's impacting you. Um, because I've seen that before too, where people will say, Oh, imposter syndrome is really a good thing. Don't think of it as a bad thing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it really depends because if it's been a lifelong experience, your experience with imposter syndrome is I suck. I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. Everybody is always better than me. And you just have all this negativity towards yourself. That's not good. And it's not going to help because you don't see any positive aspects to it. Um, and that's where you have to start building those strategies to bring yourself out of that and to appreciate yourself. Um, on the other hand, imposter syndrome can be good because, again, let's say you're shifting into a new project, a new opportunity. Um, that first tinge is like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough for this. I don't know if I'm the right person for this. Well, usually that helps you to kick in and go, OK, what do I got to do? What is it that I need to do so I get myself up? to speed. So I get myself to understand what's going on in this opportunity, in this job. And it's usually a good motivator then, because now you're trying to figure it out. You're not comparing, but you're using it to understand, okay, I'm in this position. I don't know everything yet, but I have to learn it. Okay. I can do this. What do I have to do? Who do I need to talk to? And then you start to realize, okay, after a couple of weeks, like I said before, it starts to like, things will start to fall into place. And again, even still with that imposter syndrome, it's like, okay, all right, I'm starting to get it. I don't know everything yet. I'm still a little uncertain. I'm not sure if I'm totally going to be the right person yet, but I'm starting to get the hang of this. I think I can do this. So it becomes this bit of a motivator and it's a way of self-reflecting, um, which again, that's really good. And those are positives for you because it helps you to, um, helps you to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we are almost at the end. So what mistakes have you done? What are the major mistakes have you done so far? <laughs> Wait, let me get my file folder. Um, you know, it's it could be... Wow, it's like, I don't even know where to start with that one because it's like, it depends on what I'm doing. It's where I'm at. Um, you know, a recent mistake easily was um, jumping in to build my own website. I have no idea. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm you know a website designer and I can do this. I'm learning from scratch. And it was a stressful moment for months on end to the point where my imposter syndrome did kick up at one point where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I can't do this. And it was, oh, absolutes. I can't do this. I don't know why I even started doing this. Everybody else is better than me at doing this. And I'm going to totally blow this and it's going to be a disaster. And procrastination set in where I was like, I didn't touch it for a couple months because I became so stressed. And then I realized, wait a minute, <coughs> I can do this. Let's just take this one step at a time. And so it was a matter of kind of working through it one step at a time um, to, to build it. Or, or were there still mistakes? Yes. I had to contact other people to help me um, to understand things, but it definitely, um, it definitely helped. Um, another one was, working on my master's degree where I wrote up my master's thesis, um, turned it in. Um, I passed, got my master's degree. And yet I realized that the score was lower. And I'm like, 
well, that's really weird. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't expecting a perfect score, but I thought it would have been higher than it was. Like, what did I do wrong? Oh, yeah. It helps when you put the introduction in your master thesis. I like had the whole body. Everything was good with the body part, but I forgot my intro. I got so wrapped up and so focused on all the details and the information that the introduction I totally missed. And I was like, oh, wow. So that was a really big mistake. But it's not, it didn't stop me from passing. At the same time, it did help me to pay attention to everything else I'm writing anymore, to go back and fully look at anything that I'm writing, to go, okay, yep, I got the body, and I have an intro, and I have a conclusion. Double check. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you, Viv, so that, that was good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've also built my own website. It was probably in this June. And how did that go? Uh, that was great, I would say. Oh, good. Even if I, I don't know about coding that much. my I have team who do, do but I have, don't have that much knowledge. But that's <laughs> good, though. I mean, you have at least a team that you can, you know, pull from ideas on. And that's excellent. That's very good. It's a... That's a big job to do. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was. Uh, I have to. Still, I have to change a few more things. I have planned to upgrade. But you're making okay. progress, obviously. That's good. Yeah. So, what would be your advice for the people who have just started their business? Um, so, for people who have just started their business, imposter syndrome yeah. is going to kick up in some in certain ways. Um, one thing to do is know that you're the one creating the business. It's going to have your voice. It's going to have your qualities that are connected to it. Don't compare what other people have done. Even if it's in the same industry, they're not you. You have something that you're going to be able to offer your business that they don't. And I'm not saying it's a competition. I'm just saying that you bring something unique to it because of the way you think, your past experiences, the way you see things. That's going to set you up basically independent of others, which is a good thing. But to embrace that and embrace those qualities. So um, embrace your own qualities, appreciate what you're bringing to your business, and don't compare to what others are doing. Ask for advice, ask for opinions, but at the end of it, realize, okay, this is what I'm doing. The second thing, or actually, yeah, the second or third thing, depending on how you want to break that last one down, um, is since we were talking about mistakes, realize you're going to make mistakes and it's okay. You know, it, with imposter syndrome, it's this often this aspect of, I have to be perfect. I've got to be so good that everybody else will see how good I am. And if I fail or make a mistake, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. No, building a business, starting it as an entrepreneur, starting anything of that nature, you're gonna make mistakes. It's challenging. It's something totally new. Um, even if you've done it before, but you're creating something in a new industry, there's still a lot to learn. You're gonna make mistakes. Use them as learning opportunities to realize, okay, um, I should have, you know, taken three, three steps, you know, to the right instead of the two steps to the left. So I can fix that for future. I can shift in my new direction and keep building on and it's okay. Um, don't worry about trying to be perfect. 
don't worry about trying to make everything look good. It's better to be just authentic, understanding and honest with what you're doing and um, keep, keep yourself growing um, through what, you know, through the different lessons of life. That was awesome. I would say never try to be perfect. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent uh, in the beginning. I've spent a lot of my time is trying to be make something good enough, but perfect perfection. Perfection yeah. just doesn't exist because you can. There's always going to be a flaw, and it's not a bad thing. It's just because of how other people see it. You might see it and go, "I." I it's like, "Oh man, I'm never going to get this because of this one aspect." Or you may think you work on something and go, Oh, it's perfect. I love it. Somebody else can come in and go, mm, I don't like that. Well, already now it's not perfect. Well, to that person, but again, then you're always trying to chase something that just isn't attainable. Yeah. So when you said, you know, make it good enough and realize, Hey, this is good enough. And then at the same time, starting a business too, you know, it ties into it. I didn't even think about this until just now. It's like when you're starting a business with it, think about who you're bringing this, product, idea, service, whatever it might be, two, by trying to push it too much. If you're like, okay, well, I got to make this better. I got to do this better. I got to do that better. It's like, well, who are you going to make it better for? Is it really going to be for your clients or customers? Are they going to appreciate it and notice it? Is it going to make a difference? Or is it because you need to do it or you feel you need to do it to get the approval of others? And again, if that's the case, then you're like, you're trying to totally go for that perfection aspect and you have to go, okay, no, wait, nope. You know what? This is good enough for what I need it to be. Absolutely. I've seen mostly people don't care that much. It's us we care the most. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people don't give, uh, give a shit. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. But we think they do. We're constantly, yeah. thinking, oh, you know, people are going to think they need this. They're going to yeah. want to see this. They're not going to see it like this. And it's like, you're right. At the end of the day, they're going to, I've noticed some things where I've brought up, you know, some aspect and like, well, what about that? Oh, oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So what is the best way to reach out to you online? Um, best way to reach out to me online would be to go to my website at Victor Moss with one S M O S um, dot com or um, go to my Instagram page. Yes, I know social media, but I put some really good stuff on there in regards to imposter syndrome, how to get over it. And my Instagram is Doc Moss, D O C M O S inspired. Um, I N S P I R E D. Um, but that's two, two great ways to find me and connect with me and message me and go from there. Okay. I will add those to the show notes. Any last word for listeners? Uh, the biggest thing, just remember whether you are experiencing imposter syndrome with new opportunities and changes in your life, or this is a lifelong struggle. Remember to focus on your own growth see your own qualities, appreciate what you bring to it, and just truly work to become your authentic self. That's Those are the, the best things that you can do because that'll help you to break down the imposter syndrome and help you to grow. 
This is Victor, and you're listening to Salman Farsi Experience. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button, and if you are listening this on Apple Podcast, please leave a review. This will really help us to make our future episodes better. Have a question in mind? Go to salmanfarsi.co/ask and submit your question. We see every submission, and we might answer it in the next episode. Thanks again for listening. We will see you on Tuesday and Thursday. Have a great week.